You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. John Shirley is a novelist, television writer, screenwriter, documentarian, and short story writer. His screenplays include the hit film The Crow. His work in television includes VR5 for Fox. He was a story editor and writer. Deep Space Nine for Paramount Television. He won the Bram Stoker Award for his short story collection Black Butterflies, which was also chosen for the Publishers Weekly list of best books of the year. His newest novels are Demons, Crawlers, Bleak History, Black Glass, and his new collection is the forthcoming In Extremis, the most extreme short stories of John Shirley. Oh my God, what can be in such a collection? <laughs> um, some stories that uh, uh, it's very risky to put together in one book. They're, uh, they're very extreme indeed. But I mean, you know, extreme writing isn't just about shock. At the, During the introduction to the story, I explain that it's a kind of literary tradition. You can go back to Poe for some of it and the Marquis de Sade for some of it, although I'm not a big fan of his. But um, you have people like uh, Charles Baudelaire and uh, uh, you know some of the, you know, people like uh, Hubert Selby and... Um, William Burroughs. William Burroughs does come to mind, yeah. And, and a lot of times it's, it can be very... Um, you know, it can be done artistically. It can you can explore it artistically and poetically, and yet at the same time, uh, it's got to bring up powerful emotions in people. So you take them to these extremes um, uh, in, a, in experience, and uh, you can look for symbolism in it, or you can just take the ride. So talk about creating these stories. Were these created deliberately for this uh, collection, or did they were just uh, uh, pop out of the, your forehead uh, as Athena from Zeus's? Well, they were stories that I'd written uh, for anthologies and magazines, and and um, there's one new one uh, called "The Gun as an Aid to Poetry" that I wrote specifically for this uh, story collection in Extremis. And yeah, the subtitle is "The Most Extreme Stories of John Shirley," and one reason is because I've written a lot of very extreme stories, and so these must be the extreme of the extreme. You see, uh, they are like you know some of the most hardcore and things that you know I mean they're it's not that they're sexual although you might find instances like that but really just they're things that um, uh, you don't want to leave around for your like 14 year old to read because they, they may be just turned off by life and they you know it may induce suicide so you don't want to do that but when they get older they can handle it and then they know that it's really just a kind of existential exploration of the human condition uh, but very much in your face so but I, you know, the the the, the it's um, uh, a, a a relatively new uh, independent publisher, and um, Underlands Press, um, and they've done Brian Keane and some other people, and uh, um, it's a really nice package, and I think it's it's going to be probably my most successful story collection, um, at least since Black Butterflies, but probably it'll it'll probably you know it's going to people are going to react to it you know there's going to be there people are, are going to denounce it some people 
I was denounced in Kirkus once for this other extreme piece I wrote years ago. Um, Which one? It was called The View from Hell, and they said, and the writer said, uh, are, are there readers who like to suck his lollipops of pain? I remember that quote. It's a direct quote from the review. And I always wanted to make up some lollipops of pain, uh, you know, and have John Shirley's lollipops of pain and pass them out at a convention or something and say, would you like to suck my lollipops of pain? Um, but uh, I've always wanted to put that, I should have put that uh, as a quote on, on uh, In Extremis. Um, but there are readers who like to suck my lollipops of pain. <laughs> Somebody just tuning in at that moment, you know, to the, the hearing this. Uh, did he say there are readers who like to suck his lollipops of pain? Uh, yes. So they are out there. There is a demographic, and you know who you are, and most of you are not in prison. John, one of the things that strikes me uh, about your work is the, the variety of what you've done. You did a biography of Gerda Jeff. Tell us what brought that about. Ger- the, uh, the book about Gurdjieff is um, it's, it's, it's called Gurdjieff, an Introduction to His Life and Ideas. And uh, it's, it's a nonfiction book I did for uh, Division of Penguin. It is a combination of biography and uh, kind of exploration of his ideas and sort of uses his life, the general arc of his life, to explore his ideas as they kind of, you know, emerge uh, in his life, and it's not exactly a biography, but it really um, is also about the, you know, the distinctness of Gurdjieff as an individual. Uh, uh, George uh, Ivanovich Gurdjieff, uh, um, his real last name was Georgiades, but um, it became kind of Russianized and ended up in, as Gurdjieff or Gurdjieff, depending on how you want to pronounce it. And he was a distinct individual. He's a very just a, a unique person. Um, even if you're not interested in his ideas, which are about awakening and finding ways to awaken from the sleep that we normally walk around in thinking we're awake, he provides specific methods um, that that uh, uh, enable people to wake up from their mechanicality and their automatism and their sleep. Um, but it's also, you know, uh, it's, it's, he's just such a fascinating person. He lived an amazing life and and uh, he was—he was always on the fringes of wars. I think he was—he was accidentally shot by stray bullets four times, um, and that's kind of symbolic. Um, you know, he's like on the on the edges of the of human mass psychosis and suffers for it, uh, and then returns from there and and um, tells us, you know, who we are really, um, and how to wake up from the psychosis. And um, he's very influential, uh, Gurdjieff. A lot of people who. Are, um, borrow from him in, uh, in you know, kind of like modern alternative therapies and, and uh, spirituality. It strikes me, too, that, boy, uh, when you're describing his work, uh, I can see the influence in your fiction, especially the book, and I'm blanking on it. It's got a green cover. It's about these walking through the city and seeing these like kind of ghostly entities behind things. Bleak history, maybe? Uh um, there's bleak history, there's uh, demons, there's crawlers, um, and uh, those are my most recent uh, horror novels. Um, so I, I think probably bleak history is what you're thinking of. But, um, you know, also they, they're, all of my books end up being about um, the problem of, of human existence, the, the, the lack of... Uh, 
a, f- a, f- a f- kind of like inner freedom that we have and the way that we're compelled to do things that get us lost in our lives and and end up you know hurting other people around us uh, it's all metaphorically about that compulsion that me- mechanism you know and the struggle f- uh, against it um, that, and uh, you know that's the, to me you know, fantasy and science fiction and horror is is always a metaphor. Sometimes intentionally, I do it intentionally. Some people, uh, some science fiction metaphors are unintentional. I don't. They didn't even understand that it was a metaphor at the time. But it always symbolizes something. Yeah, I think the book I was thinking of is and the angel. Oh, and the, uh, oh, and the angel with television eyes. Yeah, it's about a. a Unknown civilization, kind of living amidst our civilization, and uh, and this, this strange uh, ontology uh, behind it, and it's a, it's a very strange story. <laughs> it's difficult. It's it was an excuse to kind of make surrealistic images reasonable, which is a contradiction in terms, but it's something I've always done. You know, it strikes me that one of the things that science fiction tries to do is stretch the language. By there's a, science fiction is one of the genres where neologism is really encouraged. It's part of the part of the gig, and one of the reasons I think that that makes science fiction so interesting linguistically is because our thoughts are to a degree controlled by our language. Right. Uh, the Languages of Pow, in fact, a science fiction novel by uh, Jack Vance is sort of on that idea. And uh, Samuel Delaney wrote some uh, science fiction about the notion that language uh, is sort of a, and it almost infects our mind. There's this idea of language as a virus, even. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like the neurological watershed that our ideas move across. And so they tend to flow this way or that way around our concepts, which are built on ideas. And uh, there is a kind of perception that makes it possible to transcend all that, but we have to get there through words in the short term. Uh, we're here for Halloween, so talk about the importance of terror and fear in your stories. Why are you why are you drawn to writing this kind of fiction? And I th- have to say, you're particularly good at it. Well, uh, you know, I uh, I do like to take people to the edge of. Uh, you know, kind of like the, their life experience sort of through the fiction so that, because it, it wakes them up a little bit. It's a bit of a shock. Also, uh, you know, it's cathartic. <clears throat> it's cathartic for me. It's cathartic for them. It's a, it, ex, it, uh, it exorcises, you know, uh, fear and, uh, and uh, brings us face to face with our fear of death. And we kind of are always running from our fear of death. That's what Halloween, ha- Halloween's about, you know. It's like, we're sort of taking our fear of death and then making it uh, into candy, skulls or something. We're making it something palatable and harmless um, so that we can kind of get through the next year, um, you know, uh, making making death into our little pal, you know. <laughs> and um, it's, it's, it's all we can do. Uh, and it's, it's probably a healthy thing, you know. But um, we also have to recognize that death is a powerful uh, psychological part of our lives. Uh, it's like there in the background, our fear of death is driving us all the time. And so um, it's, it's a kind of a, a key, an entry into people's minds. And um, I go through that door. I've been speaking with John Shirley. His forthcoming collection is In Extremis, the most extreme short stories of John Shirley. Watch out. Thank you for joining me, John. Thank you. 
You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. Thank you.